If you've got your Bible tonight, open it to the book of Matthew. If you do not, we will have the big magic Bible on the screen that you can follow along with. Um, I want to encourage you guys, I, like I do every single week, I want to encourage you guys to take notes, to write some things down. There could be something that God speaks to your heart tonight that you'll want to know and you'll want to remember. And so you want to write some things down. So, um, by the way, uh, uh, what we're going to talk about tonight, these were the last words from Jesus before he got back, like on that holy elevator and went back up to heaven. Um, These were his last words on earth. He lived here for how long? 33 years. I'm a little bit older than that. I always thought it was weird when I turned 33 and I was like, oh, I'm the same age Jesus was when he died. Okay. So, but anyways, um, I'm really old. So Jesus, he came to the earth. He died. He rose again. And, and, um, he's going back to heaven. He's going back to the father. And, but before he goes up, he pulls his team together. He pulls his guys together and, and, he gives them one last charge, one last thing. And it says this in Matthew 28, 19 and 20. It says, therefore, and he's speaking to his guys right now. He's speaking to his dudes. Um, he says, therefore, go. Everybody say go. go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always even to the end of this age. So just to look back real quick, Jesus, he came into Jerusalem and which was a holy city. And he was sold out by one of his friends, Judas Iscariot. And, and they took him and they beat him like a criminal. They, they, um, they, they took him to this hill called Golgotha where Jesus would die for the sins of the world, both past, present and future. Anybody thankful for that? Yeah, I am. So Jesus dies on the cross for the sins of the world. And and when he went to the grave, he didn't stay there. That's good news. That's good news for us because we serve the only God, the only Savior, who when he died, like he didn't stay there. That's that's really good, Like the, which means he's the only God. There's only one God. And so Jesus, he, he didn't only die for our sins, but he rose from the grave. And after he comes back from the grave, he spends like 40 days on earth. And in this verse that we just read, it, it's what he says to his disciples. He says, I want you to go and make disciples. And the, the definition of a disciple is a wholehearted committed follower of Jesus, like committed to the the teachings and committed to the teacher, Jesus. And he did not say, go and make a bunch of fans. Like go, like he said, go and make a bunch of followers. And, and I, I hope tonight that in this room that we have a bunch of followers of Jesus, not just a bunch of fans of Jesus in this room. Like I'm a fan of some really like, like, uh, Steph Curry. Anybody a Steph Curry fan? Yeah, I'm a. Oh, right there. Steph. He, Steph Curry's in the room. Yes. He's. <laughs> no, I, I'm a fan of some people, but like Jesus, like he doesn't want just fans. He wants followers. He said this. He said, "Go make disciples, make followers, wholehearted, committed followers of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus Christ." And he said, "Make disciples of them." In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Then he said, I will be with you even to the ends of the age. 
He said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you all the time. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really glad that Jesus didn't stop being with us. That he, he'll never stop being with us. That he's right by your side. And if you'll let him, he'll help you in your situation. Whatever it is you're dealing with tonight, he'll help you with it. And then he said this. He said, never will I leave you. How long is never? That's a long time. It's quite a long time. He says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That's good news. Amen. All right. So then he gives them this, this great commission and, and his last words should be our first concern. And, uh, when I was in school, when I was, um, uh, elementary grade school, um, we used to, to write love notes in school to people that we liked, you know, it was like the classic, uh, I like you. Do you like me? Check yes or no kind of thing. Like, or like sometimes you would put a maybe box in there, you know, check maybe. And you're like, oh, no, does she really like me or not? You know? And so like nowadays, everyone like sends not love notes, but like love texts, which is weird. But, um, but I, I loved these love notes, like the, the letter, like the paper would be folded all cool and stuff. And it would have written on there, say, pull here. And you'd have to pull this little thing and it would like it was, it was one, it was like, it smelled like perfume. Like it was awesome guys. It was, you guys need to learn how to write letters. And, uh, and like, like, here's the deal. When I got a love, I didn't care about the intro. I didn't care about what at the beginning. I didn't care about the hello. How are you? Like, Hey, what do you think about the weather today? Like, I didn't care. Forget that stuff. I didn't care about that stuff. I wanted to read the very end of the letter. Like, tell me how much you love me, girl. Like, I mean, like. You guys know what I'm saying. You're like, I wanted to know who wrote it and what they had to say. Like, I don't care. Like, how are you today? Like, I like your shirt. Like, mm -mm. just get to the end. Tell me you like me and tell me how awesome I am. Um, but but these, these were the last words that Jesus spoke before he went to heaven. Like, with great Wi-Fi, air conditioning, and like direct TV with no commercials. Like, and, and so Jesus said, go and make disciples, wholehearted, committed followers, baptize them, teach them. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. I won't leave you. So if you're not, if you're, if you're here tonight and you're taking notes tonight, if you're writing some of this thing, some of this down, I want you to write this down. I want you to know this. This is what we're talking about. This is what it's called tonight. Take a right here. And we'll get to that, and you'll understand that here in a minute. But take a right here. There are, are very few things in my life that just make me crazy. Like, make me crazy. Like, um, like, like this is the worst. Like, I'm going to die. Like, get me out of here. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I got to go. Like, I can't be here anymore. Like, this is making me crazy. One thing is really bad drivers. Makes me crazy. My wife's like, she tells me, she's like, you know, they can't hear you, right? And like, I'm talking to him, yelling at him and stuff. And like, I'm driving by and I'm looking at him, you know, and like, and so, uh, it, it, there, there are a few things that are like the absolute worst, the absolute worst. One of those things is when you lose something, anybody just hate to lose something. Like it's the absolute worst. I hate to lose something like, like it's, and it's the worst to be hangry. Amen. Right. Anybody get hangry in this room? If you don't know what hangry is, being hangry is like so hungry you get angry about it. Right. Like you could go to Golden Corral and like, like I'm hangry. I'm so mad. Like 
like when I get hangry, like I lose all self-control. And I'm like, don't talk to me right now. Check this out. Can we turn the AC up? I'm dying back here. It's on. Can turn you that feel up? it? Can you feel that? Oh. <laughs> Jeff, eat a Snickers, please. Why? Every time you get hungry, you turn into a diva. Just eat it so Ooh. we can all coexist. Turn into a diva. Mm. The new system, cranky pants. Okay. Thank you. Better? Better. Will you get your knees out of the back of my seat? <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. Yeah, you just get so hungry that it's it's like not even you. I love that part. It was like, can you feel this? Like smacked you in the face. Um, but like, but being the absolute worst for me, the absolute worst is being lost. Have you ever gotten lost somewhere? And like, you just kind of got that frantic feeling. You're like, oh, what do I do? Where am I at? I don't even know. Somebody get a compass. Somebody like, somebody, where's my rangers at? Like put a sundial on the ground and tell me which way is north. Like where's the north stars? Somebody tell me where to go. I don't know what's happening. So like, and so like, but the absolute worst thing is being lost. Like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I will not ask directions. I will not ask directions. Like, I hate, 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 hate grocery shopping. I know we're not supposed to hate stuff, but I hate grocery shopping. Anytime, like, I'll be at the office and Kristen will text me before I come home, like, hey, will you stop by the store and pick up, like, noodles? And I'm like, I guess. Like, I don't really want to, but, you know. Um, but because I love my wife, I'll search the whole store. Like, I'll start down one aisle. And I'm going, no, nope, not here. Start down one and I'm like going like this. Like, I don't know where the noodles are. Like, and like, I hate, I hate, hate shopping. Like, um, and, and the worst thing, the, the worst thing is though, when you're traveling somewhere, when you're going somewhere and you put the address in your, in your phone, in your maps, in your GPS, Google maps, Apple maps, whatever you use, your map. And for some reason, your phone isn't getting reception. And, like, it, it won't even show, like, where you're at. Like, you can't drop a pin. Like, you don't know what's going on. And you're, you're trying, you're driving down, and you're trying to guess where to turn. You're like, like, you're trying to guess. Like, has that ever happened to any of you? Well, any of our drivers, like, happened to you guys? Um, like, like, like you're not getting any reception and like even other people in their car, are like putting the address in their phone and they're trying to look it up and they're not getting reception. They're, they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have service either. And like, and, and at the same time, like if you're hungry, like this is an awful, awful, awful situation. I grew up in Eastern Oklahoma for, for a time in my life. And I, I don't know if you guys know this, but, um, that's Cherokee Indian country. That's like the home of like where the Cherokee Nation is. Like it's based right there. And and so I lived there for a time in my life. And, and here's kind of how they give directions, um, which is the most weird thing. Like if someone's inviting you to your house for dinner, here's, their directions are basically like this. Well, you go down Sequoia Street until it turns into a dirt road. And then... Um, you, you drive down that road about as long as it takes you to take a dip of chaw in your mouth. 
And then, like, their directions are so backwards and so weird. And, like, and, and then when you come to this dead tree stump on the side of the road, that's when you know when to turn right. And, and then when you, go, when you go to this field, you'll see a field with cows in it. When you see the field with cows, that's when you know to take a left. And don't take a left at the brown cows. Take a left at the spotted cows. And, you're like, and then when you drive down a little bit way, little ways, you'll smell it. You'll smell it. My cooking's that good. Like, you'll smell like these ladies are like uh, about their their food. So, like, it's so weird. Like, I like I I guess Indians are used to giving smoke signals and you're just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And but like they're worse at giving directions. But um, like I, I have this five minute grace period when it comes to being lost. At first, I'm like nervously laughing. I'm like, I'm nervous. And, and I'm, I'm not even mad at the beginning. And but then like after five minutes, like things kind of change internally, like more up here than here. But things kind of change. But like last summer, I, I haven't told you guys this, but when I was driving our bus in Denver, Colorado, there was a couple times when I was like, Lord, if you help me get to this place, like I was making deals with the Lord and like it, it was, I, I hate one way streets. And I was like looking around, like I'm sure I've, I'm surprised Denise, Debbie didn't call me out on it. But, um, but like I kept taking a left and taking a left and I was like, I will eventually get there. Like, and when I should have taken a right, like, and like I was driving NASCAR, but, um, there's something right about going right about taking a right about going down the right path about going down the right lane or about getting on the right street or going in the right direction but and tonight is all about being on the right path it's about taking the right turn about going the right right direction or going the right place take a right here and directly after jesus came into jerusalem he was betrayed by one of his friends named judas iscariot anyone in this room ever had a friend betray you yeah, you're in good company because so has Jesus. But the beautiful thing is, just like Zach talked about, he, he was forgiven. Jesus forgave him. Like, Anyways, but Jesus, he was beaten. He was brutally beaten. He was put on trial. He was beaten some more and then beaten some more. And then he was paraded through town, all bloody and beaten up, carrying his own cross to, to a place called Golgotha. And they hung him on this cross, and he died for the sins of the world, both past, present, and future. And, and he was killed, and he was put in a grave, but he did not stay there. He was there for three days, and then he got up from the grave, and then he spends 40 days on the earth with his disciples teaching them the gospel. It's important that, that we believe right that we believe right. Um, I want you to write this down and I want you to know this. The first thing is this, number one, uh, it, it all starts with believe right. You got to believe, you got to have right believing. You got to believe right. Right believing determines everything. Your right believing determines everything. You need to believe the right things. Don't believe the wrong things. I believe Jesus died for our sins. I believe Jesus forgive me, forgives us of our sins. I believe Jesus loves me no matter what I do. I believe that Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe Jesus, he's going to come back to this earth someday soon. And I believe in Jesus. And, and you've got to believe right be careful. I want to encourage you guys, be careful who you get your theology from. 
Be careful who you learn from. Be careful who you let teach you. There are a lot of people out there who seem really, really smart and really, really educated, but they will twist and they'll turn the Bible so much that they can make you believe that something that the Bible says is wrong. Believe the right thing and it'll leave you down the right path. Believing the wrong thing will lead you down the wrong path. I I believe he loves me. I believe he died for my sins. He rose from the grave. He's still alive. He still heals. He still works miracles. I believe that he's given me peace. And, and, and right, right believing leads to right living, right behaving. Um, when I grew up in church, or when I was younger in church, growing up in church, I felt like it was kind of like, like if you get your behavior right, then we'll get your beliefs right. Like you start acting right first and you start doing the right things. Like, yo, you can't come in here smelling like cigarettes. Like we, we would try to clean up people's act. Like, no, 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 you do bad things. You need to stop doing bad things. Like you smell bad. Like you need to get cleaned up. Uh, uh, so you need to get Sunday ready. I've heard that term before. Like you need to get Sunday ready. And, and l- let's get your behavior right and your language right. And then we'll get your belief right. And that's the backwards way of thinking. That's a wrong way of thinking. But Jesus says, you get your belief right, and then you'll behave. You'll begin to behave right. Jesus is more concerned with, with more of who you are than what you're becoming. Like, Jesus, his love for me, like... What, what he's done for me, like how I've grown to know his words and who he says I am and his truths and what he says about me. Like the closer that I've gotten to him, it's what helped me to say no to the bad stuff, the temptations in my life. The closer I've gotten to him, it's helped me to stand up against that temp- temptation and to help me to, to live for the right things. Um, this is what motivates me to walk with God. This is what motivates me to live right for God. I love this verse in 1 John 1, 15. Watch what it says. It says, do not love the world or the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Ephesians 3 is, is that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. What is the width and depth and height to know the love of Christ? that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The only reason I want to know God, I want to know, I want to know the love of God. And I want to follow God. And I want to get my life right because I believe he loves me so much that it changes the way I live. It changes my thinking. It changes my actions. It changes who I am. It changes what I do. The more I get to know him and the more I grow closer to him, the more I know his words and the more I put them into my heart and into my life, the more my life changes for the better because I'm growing closer and closer and closer to him. I'm not who I used to be. I don't cuss how I used to cuss, not saying I cuss now, but I don't, I don't cuss how I, I, I don't, I'm not the person that I used to be. I don't get all depressed and sad and stuff like I used to do. I'm not a jealous kind of person. I'm not as mean as I used to be. Imagine me mean. Um, it's, God has changed my temperament. He's changed who I am. He's changed who, from who I was to who I am. And, and I don't want to do all that stuff anymore. 
I don't want to be that person. The love that God has, uh, he's got on the inside. And and now I want to live for Jesus. Am I preaching? Has anyone else been changed by the love of God? Oh, man, there's nothing like it. And and it all starts with right believing. And that takes us to right behaving. And that's the second thing we're talking tonight. Let, Let me tell you this. Your heart, we talked about, we actually laugh about if you come to Salt Cove, this is an inside joke, but I'll let you guys in on it. Um, no, I've said this on a Wednesday. But anyways, your heart will lie to you. Your heart will lie to you. I'm so in love. Let me, let me, your heart, your heart will want to tell you that because you, you love someone or, or, or something that you're okay with what they're doing. If they're, if they're doing wrong, if they're living wrong, if they're, they're being wrong, or this thing that you love so much is wrong, because you love this or you love that person, you'll begin to believe that, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I love them, so it's our, we'll just let it slide this time. And you'll begin to believe that what they're doing is okay because you love them or you love that thing. And if you go around trusting your emotions and your feelings, you'll be wrong every time. I love what the Bible says in Jeremiah 13, 9. It says, the heart. Oh, follow your heart. I want to slap someone who says that. Don't follow your heart. Jeremiah 13, 9. It says, the heart, it's deceitful above all things beyond cure. Don't follow your heart. Follow what God says. I got a friend named Joel. I love my friend named Joel. He's an awesome guy. He's a really cool guy. I like, I believe in Joel. Joel is super smart. He actually uh, teaches at Evangel. Um, like, and he's a, oh, no, 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 no. He's uh, an instructor or I don't know what the proper term is for college. Professor. Yeah, he's a he's super smart, nerdy guy. And he teaches stuff. And he's a friend of mine. Like we, I've known him for a long time. Um, he's super smart and he's good at a lot of things. But Joel is terrible at cooking. Now, because I love Joel with my heart, I love him. Great guy. He, he, he thinks I should trust his cooking. He, he made at my house one time what he called his famous Joel burgers. Yeah, I can tell you this. I should not have trusted my heart. Uh, he was wrong because I, I believed in him. I loved him. I ate his hamburger and I paid for it. I spent the rest of the evening on the toilet. And like, you cannot trust your heart. You, I will not. I love Joel, but I don't trust him to feed me ever again. Like, do you guys know any? Do you guys know anyone with odd behavior? Anybody who acts kind of odd, some weird, like maybe they they collect goats or something. I don't know. Be, people with odd behavior. Um, I, I'm never going to let that go. Um, but people, maybe people who don't point fingers. Come on. I love, I love, anyways, people, the people are a little bit different. They're a little bit odd. They respond differently to things. One time we, I, we uh, kind of caught a field on fire. And um, my mother-in-law responds odd to things. Like <laughs> 4th of July, shooting off fireworks. This whole wheat field catches on fire. And like... 
she just, she doesn't say a word to anyone. Right to the car. Like, she's gone. She's out of there. And we're like, hey, that's the only car in the whole place. Like, if the fire, we're dead. Like, so, she didn't look at anybody. She didn't say anything. She just got in the car and drove away. Uh, people respond weird to things, differently to things. Um, I find that, though, listen, I find that people, be, they have weird behavior when it comes to God because they believe the wrong things about him. So it causes their behavior to be weird when it comes to him. See, you, you, your behavior doesn't cause God to love you more. God's love causes your behavior to change more. It, it's, it's the love of God that causes us to want to behave like Jesus, to, to change the way we act. Right believing produces right living. The third and final thing is this. Um, you become who God has called you to be. You become who God's called you to be. And, and this is the best part. Becoming a follower, becoming a Christian, becoming who God has called you to be. Is it the becoming part? That's my favorite part. That's the changing part. That's, that's believing Believing in behavior, it's, that's great, but I want to become. I want to change. I want to be different. I don't want to be the person that I used to be. There's, this, there's always, always this next step with God. There's always this next place to go. You never just arrive. There's always this next level, and there's always more believing, and there's always more understanding. And the Bible says that basically this, that he is the potter and we're the clay. Have you ever seen how a potter works? They work that clay and they mold it and they bend it and they shape it to whatever it is they want it to look like. And God, he's always molding and bending and shaping our lives if we'll let him. And, and hopefully we're becoming more and more and he's shaping us to be more and more and more like him. I've had many in, in my short life here on this earth, many really, really strong, powerful experiences with God. There's this one time I was at a youth camp. What up, youth camp? Y'all need to go. Um, youth camp in East Texas, Corsicana, Texas. If you know where that's at, there were snakes everywhere. It was terrible. Um, but um, the last night, they had this huge, massive bonfire. And I don't even remember what the guy preached. I don't remember what the sermon was about. I, I just remember um, I just remember feeling the presence of God so strong. And we were all given these little bitty paper cups, like a Dixie cup. And we were basically, it was, it was symbolic of we're taking our sins and who we were and our past and putting it in this cup. And then we take it and as a symbol of giving it to the Lord, we're throwing it in this bonfire. So I've got my paper cup. I get my little Dixie cup and, and go like the bonfire is so massive. Like I tried to get a little close to it and my eyebrows singed off. Like I, I was, had this little paper cup and I, and I, you know, I was imagining putting my stuff in there. It's like, oh, I need to make room. Like, and so I wadded the cup up and I threw it and it didn't land in the fire. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm one of those people. I've, I've got to do it right. Like I, I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I went back and I got an, I tried to get close and like even get sticks and poke it in there. They wouldn't let me. So I went back and got like another cup and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this again. So I like, I put a rock in there this time. It's like, God, forgive me for this rock. And then like, put all my sins in there and I threw it in the fire. And I don't even, like I said, I don't even remember what the preacher said, what the moment was all about. But I remember 
that may not sound, this whole story may not sound very spiritual, but I remember that moment that God was speaking to me and he was touching my life in that moment. That's a moment that has changed my life. Also, remember this time I was, I was driving down the road with, with my friends Garth, which is a real name, and uh, my friend Ryan. <laughs> and uh, it's his real name. Um, driving down the road, and, and we're just listening to worship music. We're, we're listening, and, and all of a sudden, like, in the car, like we break out in, in praise and worship in the car. And I'm like driving down the road, like crying, like, oh, like so you think texting and driving's bad. Like I try crying and drive. You may have tried it, but crying and driving and like it was bad. And but like the, the power and the presence of God fell in that car while we were driving down the road. Weird, like I know, but like the three of us guys in that car just singing and, and worshiping together in the car and God's presence. Man, we had a, a prayer meeting in that car. God, God he's not a, at work in your life to fix your behavior. Like if, if you'll follow him, if you'll follow his words, if you will allow a, a, a spiritual adult leaders to speak into your life, he will teach you how to become more and more and more like Jesus. Jesus, help us to be more like you. Romans 12, 2, it says this, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Where does your, where does your mind get renewed? It gets renewed by reading the Bible, by knowing his word, by, by hearing, by talking to him, by listening to him. Talking to him is simply prayer to him. The Bible will begin to transform our thinking. See, I don't listen to what the world says about me. I listen to what God says about me. And you need the authority of God for your life for you to become who you're supposed to become. Like, I, like, I like this. You have to become who you're supposed to become before you can do what you're supposed to do. I want to encourage you guys tonight to take a right here. Stop detouring. Stop going the wrong way. Tonight, take a right here. Become more and more and more like him, like Jesus. Think about this, and, and I'm done. I'm done right after this little bit right here. Think about Peter. The first time Peter, the first time he meets Jesus, the first time he encounters Jesus, he's on a boat fishing. He's fishing, and, and Peter, um, he, Jesus sees Peter, and he says, Come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And, and Peter, he was a professional fisherman. That's what he did. That's what his family did. That's what the business was. And Peter drops everything to follow Jesus. He drops everything. And, and the first time, Peter follows Jesus because of his holiness. Because of who he was. He was so holy and he was so good. For three years, Peter follows Jesus. And at the end of that three years, um, Jesus goes to the cross and he dies for our sins. And what happens is, is Peter falls and he sins and, and he, he continues to live in bad behavior. And, and so Jesus, he goes and he dies for the sins of the world. 
He rose from the grave. And then, one of the first things he does, he goes looking for Peter. He goes looking for him. He goes searching for Peter. And and where does he find him? He's on the boat again. He's on the boat. And this time, after failure and after mistakes, like, he's out there and he's fishing a second time. And, and Jesus, he yells from the shore to the boats where Peter's at. He yells out there. He's like, hey, guys, cast your nets on the right side. Cast it on the other side. John was on the boat with him. And, and immediately he figures out what's up. And he looks at Peter and he's like, hey, you know who that is, right? You know who that is, right? And Peter, he immediately, he saw Jesus on the shore. And he immediately, he didn't he didn't take his phone out of his pocket. He didn't take his wallet out of his pocket. He Everything he had on jumped in that water and had, went as fast as he could. He swam like Michael Phelps, like to Jesus. Everything he had in him, like he was a like backstrokes, like he was getting to Jesus. See, the first time it was his holiness that brought him. The first time it it was Jesus's holiness. But the second time it was the love of God that drew him the second time. Tonight, where's God's love drawing you? Where's it pulling you? Where's God speaking to your heart tonight? What are the things in your life that you need to change? What are the things in your life where God is, maybe right now, maybe here in this moment, He's speaking to you. What's He saying to you? Where's He drawing you tonight? What's He saying to you tonight? Where's He pulling you tonight? Where is His Holy Spirit convicting you tonight? I want everybody to, to close your eyes just for a moment.